the richest lands aren't there where the mines and the minerals and all those things lay, right? The richest land is that where the graveyards are, right? So, and the reason he said that is because that's where dreams have died. Aspirations have died with people. Possibilities, potential have died with people. You know, all of the money, all of the, the dreams, the hopes that they had died with them. So he really encapsulated, and I can answer that entire question for you in one or two simple words. It's die empty. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips, and tricks to help you not only discover, but also reach your ultimate goals. All right, what's up everyone and welcome back to episode number 18 of the Real Life Tips podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here with me. My name is Mono. You're joined by Leon as usual. Welcome to the new ones and welcome back to the old listeners. I think we've got quite a few by now. I'm quite proud. It's 18 episodes. I think, yeah, I, I think many people thought we won't get this far. Always happy <laughs> yeah. to prove them wrong, eh? For sure, Leon. And I think we've gone through so many ups and downs. I mean, as we speak in this episode that we're busy recording now, about five or 15 minutes ago, the power went out. Okay, if you live in South Africa, you know what we're talking about, right? We're talking about load shedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. And it's something that sometimes, you know, it's on schedule. Sometimes it's not really on schedule. Uh, but the power just cuts out entirely for an entire suburb or an entire region. Leon, I think you're the best person to explain load shedding mm. to some of our listeners who have never heard of load shedding. Just try and capture what it is that we're going through at the moment and how frustrating this is when we're trying to get stuff recorded and get Any our episodes out. <laughs> Anytime. So for the South African listeners, you can pretty much fast forward for uh, for this little rant that we're going to have now. But yeah, so myself and Manu spend nighttime recording our show and uh, that's just because, you know, there's less noise and, you know, we have day jobs as well. And um, we live in this wonderful place, really beautiful place called South Africa, but we've got more people and more demand on the electricity grid than what our sole provider of electricity can give to the country and um you know when it gets like now it's quite rainy and it's a cold week and so on um you know the coal <laughs> that is used <laughs> this is all going to sound really ridiculous yeah. but the coal um that's used in order to create fire that later on translates into electricity in your power sockets gets wet uh, from the rainfall and yeah, then they can supply even less power than the already saturated um, electricity grid. And I mean, it's nighttime now. Usually some people are probably asleep by now. It's almost midnight and yeah, man is sitting without power and we need to, we need to record, man. So we made a plan. I think man just <laughs> delightfully went and got, I think six or seven different power banks from his house and he's got some <laughs> lighting going there. He's got his laptop with his recording equipment. That's all working fine. And I'm sitting in the luxury at my house, <laughs> at my home <laughs> studio with proper electricity. And it, I really feel fortunate at this time. And yeah, we'll yeah. see how this episode goes. If we do mess up here and there, just bear in mind that we went through what is uh, 
yeah, what we just call load shedding. So you can go and Google that load shedding in South Africa or load shedding in Eskom. Uh, that's our power <laughs> it's, grid it sounds, provider. It sounds really ridiculous, Leon. But you know what? It is cool. It is great. We're so excited still to still continue these episodes, though. No matter you know, come hell or high water, uh, you know, we're dedicated. Tonight we've got a very very interesting topic that I really really found that we should. Uh, plug into you know, and sort of move it up the list of, of topics that we wanted to address in our upcoming episodes. And it's it really, really is something that has resonated with me uh, and brought so much clarity to a lot of the challenges that I'm facing in my life. And I feel that a lot of people that I speak to are currently facing in their lives as well. So I think mm. without further ado, Leon, are you ready to kick this session off and to get into the topic of today? So ready, man. With all my electricity and my lights shining brightly, I'm ready. <laughs> Absolutely. So I came across this really, really great article. Uh, initially, it was a blog post that I came across. And then I actually had to, I could, the blog post just didn't really capture the whole concept, but it absolutely intrigued me to the point where I felt that I had to go and read up about it a little bit more. And it's something that, and the title of it was something around the lines of, you know, four stages of life according to Carl Jung. Mm. And I've never heard of the guy. Uh, my girlfriend at some point pointed out that you know she's you know, heard of him before and she knows quite a bit of his his, uh, his research that he's published and all those things. Uh, but I really I was so intrigued by his his vision of you know the four stages that people go through in their lives and all of that. So I really want to share some of the details with you guys here today and sort of translate the main message that really resonated with me and sort of see how we can conceptualize a lot of the ideas and translate it into you know today's life because. A lot of the concepts and principles that we come across, Leon, and I think you included as well, are you mm. know, quite outdated, but they still hold relevance in the day and age that we live in today and still pack a massive, massive punch as to you know, how people are still living their lives today. So absolutely stoked to be sharing some great insights here with you guys today and excited to share once again some real life tips at the end of our episode. What it comes down to is he really captures it in a nice way of saying that much like many things in our lives that we experience, we go through different stages of life. And there's a great, great importance to understanding those stages in life. So he compares it, and I want to start off with right in the middle of his thesis or his audio book that I, that I listened to. And by the way, I'll link that again in the show notes, as we always do, if you want to go and listen to the original, the real McCoy, as Leo would call it. Uh, in the show notes, you can go and listen to that as well. It's a simple YouTube link, so you can go ahead and go view that, right? So Carl Jung actually really captured this entire concept of what he refers to as the four stages of life um, in a beautiful, beautiful analogy that I actually want to use as well. And it's it's really saying that you know, when the sun comes up in the morning, it has one goal and one goal only. It's to reach the highest point that it can reach for that day and shed as much light as it can on that specific uh, area, right? So 
when you think about that as well, that the sun doesn't, and it's going to sound very philosophical, right? But bear with me because there's method behind his madness. It's absolutely true to say that, you know, the sun, when it rises in the morning, it has no absolute direction or calculation of where it needs to go, but it has a sort of a goal that it needs to accomplish and it just strives towards that goal. Now, when the sun goes down at night, it has a complete opposite goal, right? So where in the morning the sun rises, it tries to shed as much light as possible, tries to reach the highest point as possible on that day. Hmm. But at night, it needs to go down. It rather has entirely different goals set out for the afternoon of its lifetime or of that specific day. So... Just as with that specific analogy, and as I said, it sounds pretty crazy, but he really has a lot of method behind that thought process as well. So he refers to it and he sort of links it back to the four stages that we all go through in life without really realizing that we're going through it. And once we understand the importance of that, you know, it just sheds so much clarity that we can really identify or pinpoint a lot of the problems that we carry over into these different stages as well. So I'm going to start it off with stage number one, where he refers to it as the infancy or adolescence uh, stage, where your know, one is born and you sort of don't really have an identity for yourself yet. You don't really have a self-awareness. You don't really have a, your consciousness of you know, who you are as a being of what your personality is yet. And you're sort of just learning from the example of others, the mentors in your life, the parents, the teachers. And these are sort of the years that you face in your since birth all the way up to when you hit puberty, right? But the most important stage is the second stage, right? And that's sort of, and I, and I say the most important because that's the one that really resonated with me, Leon, is the fact that once you you pass through this first stage of life, you hit puberty, you're, it's a very confusing stage of life for all of us. I think this is where you know, the, the crazy teen stages come in. You'll probably experience that quite soon with your kids as mm. well. And this is probably going to shed a lot of light as to what that stage of life brings for a person for you to be better equipped when dealing with it as well. But to understand it, right, is that in that infancy or adolescent stage of life, it's very difficult for one to, first and foremost, solve your own problems because that's what parents are there for, right? You're still just yep. learning what life is and what this brand new world is that you, you've just been dumped into. And it's very difficult for you to identify problems and try and solve them. That's why we've got parents. That's why we've got teachers. That's why we've got mentors and leaders in our lives at that very young ages to help carry us and help guide us towards what's wrong and what's right in life. But it becomes very difficult in the second stage of life when you discover this this sort of consciousness around, all right, I am my own person. I can make up my own mind. I have my own opinion, right? Because we now have a lot of context and a lot of content that we're linking together in order to form this knowledge that we have about this world or this environment that we've just been placed into. We've come to know everything that is going on around us and we have to now make sense of this. And it's a very, very confusing stage for us to transition into. 
But the main importance of that, just as just getting back to the analogy that I used earlier on or the metaphor of the sun, right? So once we enter the second stage of life, and this is where a lot of us are finding ourselves in at the moment, it's it's that phase of life where we've got one aspiration. Just as the sun had its its aspiration or its goal to achieve the highest point, to shed the most light, right? In your 20s to approximately midlife, you know, he calls it 35 to maybe 40 years in age. This is where we all want to achieve everything there is to achieve in life. This is where we want to make the most money, <laughs> where we want to uh, buy the coolest cars, we want to buy the prettiest houses, um, have the most kids, in some cases, maybe not the most, but in some <laughs> cases, you you want to have a decent amount of kids, you want to grow. It's it's all about growth. It's all about you know, aspiring to greater things in life, right? And it's, it's just the way that we've been programmed, right? And just as the sun is you're destined to reach its highest point. That's sort of the focus of the second stage of life. Now, the most crucial importance here is knowing the other two stages, the stage where we enter this sort of midlife. And I don't want to call it midlife, but it's pro- it's probably the best way to summarize it, Leon, because you're you're entering that very soon. Um, you know, where they refer to it as midlife crisis. Oh no, that person had a midlife crisis, or they're they're going through their midlife <laughs> crisis. Um, but it's actually been statistically proven as well that you know, uh, the the numbers are staggering when it comes to depression for men and women between the ages of 35 to about 40 years. And this is where, this is something that really grabbed me in this article and uh, in this audiobook that I listened to, or audio article that I listened to as well, is that, of course, you're entering a brand new stage in life. And what a lot of us tend to do is we look back at the previous stage of our life. We look back at the previous goals that we had, the aspirations that we had, not realizing that you know, up until this point, we've reached you know, our goals were to get to the highest point that we wanted to get to in life. And I'm not saying this is 100% accurate or 100% correct. And you all have to agree with Carl Jung and his statement. But rather what I want to do is you know, just share some, some insight. I mean, I feel that it really clarifies a lot of things for us. But it's saying that a lot of people in those ages, the reason they hit depression is they look back at their previous stages, they look back at their previous goals that they set for themselves. And that's when regret kicks in. That's when the depression Mm. kicks in because they might have not had enough time or as much time as they thought they would have to achieve those specific goals in life. Now enter the fourth stage of what he called this four stages of life, right? And this is after the age of 40, when you sort of going into, he refers to it as the afternoon of life. And the afternoon of life is where one needs to understand and realize that the goals that you set for yourself in the second stage of life you know, are not your goals anymore. Just as the sun you know, had its goal to reach the highest point, uh, once it did that, it had to focus on a different goal of setting, of retracting its rays, you know, moving back into darkness, right? So a lot of us um, focus on the growth aspects of it. A lot of us focus on 
accumulating as much wealth as possible, accumulating as, as many possessions as possible, or whatever the case is in our young lives or in our you know, pre-middle lives. And what happens and the biggest problem that he points out in here is that we need to identify those stages of life first and foremost. And once we identify those stages of life, we have to realize that the goals that we set in each stage is only meant for that stage. And once we move past that stage, we need to focus on what the next stage is. So growth being the first half of it, and then sort of you're retracting from that. And that's where you see a lot of, and I'm going to put this into a real life example, right? It's, it's imagine your grandparents, right? They went through a stage of life where they had to accumulate everything, become the best and the greatest versions of themselves that they could be at that given point in time. But as they grow older, you see them sort of simplifying their lives. Uh, you're trying to reduce the footprint that they've left behind here to try and simplify it to, to make their lives a lot easier to not really, uh, they're, they're not focused on growth anymore. So I think it was just a, such a powerful, powerful audio article and, mm. and blog post that I came across, Leon. Wow. Okay. That's a lot to take in. I've got so many questions. So I love the way that he broke it up. So obviously, you know, you've got um, adolescence and um, let's call it fading into darkness at the, you know, far-reaching ends and then in the middle you've got growth and also some conflict um, which is very very true and accurate I think for most people I think it's a very good generalized view as to yeah typically four stages of life what I want to find out maybe as a first point um, Manu if we can maybe start just extrapolating a little bit on the concept and understanding how this actually helps us first and foremost i i assume these um you know stages of life aren't mutually exclusive so you know they they run into each other and they spill out of each other into the next and so on and sometimes you can carry um let's call it remnants of your previous stage with you for a long time or you mm -hmm. can maybe um, develop quicker than others and start maybe foreseeing new things in the next phase of growth at an earlier stage. Um, I guess my question would be, because I mean, if you if you think about it, if you think about the adolescent stage, you said that's up to the age of 13. Yeah, about, to the about puberty. Theory. Yeah. Puberty, okay, cool. So if you think about it, at that time, you know, a lot of, zero to 13 if we now take the normal just growth period out of it from baby to walking and talking and that let's say we take the split of um, ages from seven till 13 i think it's quite a critical time in a lot of the kids lives where um you know at that stage they start to identify with their outward appearance a lot and they start noticing that there's good and there's bad and there's cool and there's not cool and there's difference mm. in people mm. and different stages of wealth and there's people that have a lot there's people that don't have a lot there's um, racial division there's issues in the world and nothing's as beautiful and as amazing as everything um, was you know when when you were completely and utterly inside your parent little bubble now if we take the whole concept of 
that and then also the part that comes after that which is immense growth right from late teens into studies and then pursuing career it's a, it's a very very strong upward trajectory do you think that the decisions or um, social economic factors in your life your parents your religion your morals and values do those carry through all the way into the second stage is it stuff that sticks with you um or defines the next stage and maybe mm. more so than with others are those maybe markers of success or maybe early you know traits of potential success um and in success here i, I specifically mean you know professional success but um I can assume that, you know, certain things that you do in the adolescent stage and certain examples that were set will also influence your personal success and your spiritual success and your relationship success. Um, what are your comments on that? Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a very, very good point, Leon. Uh, I think a, a lot of people or some people, um, most most people in actual fact you know have very very good examples that are set for them at a very young age which absolutely gives them you know, and prepares them for the experiences that are coming up expectations are set to a certain degree and a realistic degree as well for them to go ahead and enter the second stage of life knowing full well that not everything's going to be rosy on the other side knowing full well that life is tough life is hard right and we've seen this prior in 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 a couple of uh, you know people's lives that if they weren't mentored i don't want to say correctly but if the expectations were not set realistically at a very young age, it becomes very, very difficult to deal with that when you move into that second stage of life. So absolutely, to answer your question, I think, uh, uh, yes, 100%. People sometimes do carry a lot of the grievances and, and, and childhood trauma, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just very insightful to understand that, you know, he, you know, Carl Jung actually really uh, refers to moving into or moving between these different stages or into the next stage of life as sort of a rebirth, if you will, saying that you need to sort of understand that that was one stage of your life. And you need to understand that whatever the goals were that parents set for you, whatever the goals were that uh, or expectations that were laid out or mentorship and experiences or expectations laid out for you at a very young age, you might not have been 100% accurate and come to peace with that and move on and say, all right, great. Based on the experiences that I am now experiencing Yo, this is what life is. This is my perceived reality. And I need to try and move into that and play into that and understand and learn by myself and try and unlearn or let go a lot of the, the, the stuff that I've experienced in the previous stage of my life. Of course, 100%, I have to point out that, and I think it goes without saying, 
that we don't have a lot of control at that age of what's going on in our lives, right? We're sort of put into this place and put into our circumstances and we can't really control a lot of that because we're still so young. We don't really know what to make of that, but it's moving past that and saying, all right, I'm now in this brand new phase of my life or brand new stage of my life that I have to set goals for myself and I need to stay true to those goals or try and focus on those goals or even discover you know, what those goals should be for myself that will carry me up to the the, the end of this cycle or to the end of this stage of my life as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense and it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, there's so many questions that I still have with regards to this first stage or the sec- first and second stage. I mean, obviously, you know, I tend to, think and you know having small kids of my own that you know a lot of I think what comes later on in life gets molded now as they are young and I feel that that would inevitably then also depict in some way shape or form um, certain paths that will um, cross with my kids' lives later on now mm. if you if you take the four stages of life it kind of makes sense because you you were you start by just self-discovery and you know learning who you are and what the what the world is and so on pretty much until 13 or 14 you'll have a good idea of the what the world looks like how it works mm. that there's things like money and currency and status and class and politics and stuff like that i think you'll know all of that by then by then and it's sitting with all of that information and then starting to find out that you can decide things and you can make choices um, mm. and you can start finding your own and chiseling out your own little destiny. Um, that's pretty much where you start. Yeah, it's, it's a level of consciousness. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's pretty much where you, what you start doing. And I guess that's exactly right. I mean, if you think about the way that uh, Carl explains right after 13 or 14 you start literally at a, at that age already thinking about what you're going to end up doing in life i mean mm-hmm. schools even start forcing you to select certain subjects that you know speak to specific skill sets and stuff like that so yeah you actually start you know chiseling out what your future is going to look like what are you going to study what are you going to end up doing professionally what you end up doing professionally kind of has a direct correlation as to what kind of income you'll receive, which means what kind of area you might be able to live in, which then again creates a specific social economic uh, environment for your kids to come, etc. You know, it's just really fascinating uh, how these, let's call them phases, as, as, as Carl said, or stages how that actually impacts upon the next one so to come to my second question the impact that your next and your previous um, stages have upon each other is that something that you can avoid and foresee and then know that it's coming so you can make a you know course correct um, because you know that this is just a phase um, mm. or is it is is the concept purely philosophical and um you know you need to actually still make your own way in this you know world yeah i think it's a very very interesting question leon i think uh we shouldn't be bound by the ages <laughs> first and foremost because i feel that you know you can't sort of box 
uh, everyone into the same little box to say that if you're at the age of 35, give up on all your hopes mm. and dreams because, you know, this has sort of been it for you. Uh, a lot of people, you know, thrive. Most business, big business owners, including Richard Branson that we spoke of in the previous episode as well. You know, I think um, most of their success came after the age of, of, of 40, like massive, massive success came after the age of 40. Yeah, I mean, there's true. so many big, big, big business owners that I uh, not personally know, but that I've come across that have achieved their major success after the age of 40. So it's not saying uh, it's absolutely not possible and you should stick to the age groups or the numbers, right? But really to, to get back to your question, um, I think... First and foremost, one thing that stood out to me during this research was the fact that what was in the past is the past. And you need to understand that definitively, even though you're not bound to the age or the numbers that we've just mentioned, understand when you're moving into that next phase of your life. So what I mean by that is that if you're in the stage of your life where you're aspiring to growth and everything that you want to accomplish and uh, your aspirations and all that, it's really saying grab that moment, grab it as it stands right now, understand that you're in that stage of your life and you know just go for it, go for reaching your, to the highest point that you, that you could possibly imagine. Uh, again, getting back to, to the analogy of the sun. If you, if you think mm. about that, the sun wants to reach its highest point. So if you're in that stage of your life, 100%, then go for it, go reach for it. But also understand that there's a lot of people that you know, face the afternoon, if I could sort of put that in inverted commas, as Carl would call it, the afternoon and your aspirations and your hopes and dreams for growth were sort of a thing of your previous stage in life. Moving into the next stage of your life, understand that, you can't hold on to what your goals were back then. And you see this happening over and over again where you get to a cocktail party or you get to a family gathering and there's your, your, a friend of your granddad or a friend of your grandmom or uh, your <laughs> the, the older generation is, is present. I don't want to call them old people. Uh, but you always see that where they sort of cling to uh, one specific experience or one specific regret that they had when they were kids, or when they were younger. Mm. And they tell you over and over about that same story uh, as if you know, they, they're living with that and carrying that on their shoulders uh, for the afternoon of their life, saying that you're young now, go out, go travel the world, go do these things. Because why? Because those were their goals when they were younger. Those were their goals when they went through that second and third stages of their lives. And they're still clinging on to that. So one of the main things, and I think you know, with asking this question, you're actually gnawing at the core problem that he addresses within this specific article. It's the fact that we carry this burden of the previous stage of our lives with us into the next stages without rebirth, without saying that those were the previous goals that I set for myself and I need to come to a point where I let go of that 
and look at what my new goals are. So if it is the fact that you know, I can't mm. go back, I can't go change anything in my previous stage of life, you know, the best thing for me, for my mental health, for my physical health is to look forward, to look forward to what's still coming, to look forward to sharing the knowledge and sharing the experiences that I that I experienced in my life, and you know to carry that over to the next generation. Uh, so uh, that could come from two sides, right? Because they could be there saying that go travel the world, go experience everything that I wanted to experience while you're young. That could be sharing wisdom. But a lot of the times what you could find is that that's actually holding on to a lot of resentment, a lot of regret of the things that they did not pursue in their lives. Yeah, look, I think that's, uh, that's also a very good point and quite an interesting theory because I think a lot of people... Um, hold on to regret and things that have happened in the past that now defines them even up until this day. And um, if they knew about this message that you actually have these four stages of life and that each stage can actually separate you from the previous one and that you can actually, you know, experience some sort of rebirth, um, you know, post every single stage, that's a very freeing concept, I think, to a lot of people. Being able to know that, listen, you know, you are going to have these specific areas in life where you're going to transgress from one specific set of, um, you know, criteria to the next. And you can actually leave all bad things that happened up until that point at that time and move on almost like a clean slate only equipped with more knowledge and experience than you had when you started off at the previous stage. If we take the last stage, now you mentioned something interesting earlier, um, and maybe this uh, is something that I think a lot of the listeners are thinking about now. Again, you're very right. We don't, we don't have to put this into specific age groups and specific numbers. I think the four stages are quite self-explanatory and clear. Um, but you do find a lot of late bloomers mm. as well. You know, you do get a lot of people that strike it very rich at the end of their, uh, almost at the end of their lives almost. Do you think that they actually wish, the, you know, inherently that they actually had that level of success, financial specifically, talking about financial success now, earlier on in their life? Do you think that you should be quieting down your life at that time when it's, you know, when you're older, when you're, you know, nearing um, the end of your path, uh, mm. for, for lack of putting it in a better way? Um, should you be quieting things down? And, you know, uh, you know, is there a right or a wrong answer even? I don't know. Because um, I do think that a lot of people strike it very well at the end. I also think a lot of people save their entire life for the um, last part of their life which uh, you know there's a lot of people that agree with that there's a lot of people that mm. don't agree with that do you need to be wealthy when you actually retire or do you spend all that wealth when you can actually really enjoy it you know i'm just i'm curious as to whether there's a preferred formula that one should try and yeah. aim for or is it really just up to the person and whatever makes them happy at the end of the day? What is the, let's let's rather say, what is the generalized view? You're always going to have people that are not in line with the, the norm. But what would be the normal suggestion? So I'm going to actually follow that. I'm going to answer that question with another question to you, Leon. And then you'll see exactly where I'm headed with this, right? So... 
We live in South Africa. We've mentioned that. We've just spoken about the power situation, all that. But let's let's. Yeah. I want to ask you, right? You're in in South Africa. We've got a lot of mines. We've got a you know, we we mine for gold. We mine for platinum. We mine for a lot of minerals and all of those things, right? What in your knowledge, and mm. it's going to sound completely off topic. Do you think, or would you say, is the richest part of land? that we have in the country at the moment mm, the northwest, northwest right why why would you say that just like the most concentration of platinum exactly. mines and right stuff, so yeah. i read something very interesting in a book that i recently finished as well that just really um encapsulates the whole answer that you're looking for in this specific question right is that this author actually wrote and said that the richest lands aren't there where the mines and the minerals and all those things lay, right? The richest land is that where the graveyards are, right? Mm -hmm. So, and the reason he said that is because that's where dreams have died. Aspirations have died with people. Possibilities, potential have died with people. You know, all of the money, all of the, the dreams, the hopes that they had died with them. So you really encapsulated, and I can answer that entire question for you in one or two simple words. It's die empty, right? And what he means by that is to say mm. that ensure that all of the potential that you have inside yourself, all of the hopes and dreams and aspirations that you want to achieve in life, don't go to the grave mm. with you. Spend it ensure all. that you empty out yourself every single week, every single day, every single month. And it sounds, it sounds very idealistic because we only have so many hours in a day. We only have so many resources to give, energy to give uh, to, towards our passions, towards our goals, to towards our hopes and our dreams. And absolutely, I understand that it's, it's very idealistic. But that should be the goal, right? Because as you mentioned, you know, a lot of people end up you know, on their deathbed, looking back with regret, looking back with the opportunities, the potential yeah. that they didn't tap into. And that to a very large degree is why we're sitting here having this conversation. Because not only do the both of us want to achieve our full potential, but we want to ensure that other people also achieve their full potential. And that's the one thing. And I'm so, so, so glad that you asked that question because it's something that really just, it, it touched my heart when I read that. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. The, the richest lands are those of where, where graveyards rest. <laughs> you know, where people um, you know, take their hopes and their dreams and their aspirations with them. And they haven't fully lived them out. Mm. So yeah, 100%. When you go into the afternoon of your life, it's where you sort of have to you know, either live out the potential that you felt that you still have within yourself. Uh, or let go of the potential that you felt that was, or the aspirations that you felt uh, you know, were the peak of your life and were the, the main goals in your life. And goals change and aspirations change as you move on. Um, but absolutely, I feel that mm. you need to die empty. And that's the one thing that I feel that really, really just resonated with me in another another very, very interesting book that I read as well. I hope that answers your question, Leon. Yeah, dude. It, yeah, no, it does. It. I love the answer. I like. I, I like the way that you answered that because it it kind of gives um, answer to I think a big question on this entire topic on the four stages. 
and that's that you know the four stages are it's 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 basically a guideline it's it's almost like you know these are typically the four stages that um people go through but above and beyond that you've got the uniqueness of being mm. you know and of every single person and the randomness of it all um you know and wherever and whatever comes across your path that you see as opportunity you really need to seize the moment and seize the day and take those opportunities and yes that can then lead to unforeseen richness at the end of your life or maybe um you know starting to do skydiving mm -hmm. when you're 80 uh which is something you probably needed to do when you were 30 <laughs> but um you know it's 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 really interesting to to know that there's four stages but that you need to try and fulfill everything that you want to do throughout your life before you actually go mm. to the grave and whether that then happens or you're enabled to do it at a later stage than what the four stages of life implies that doesn't really matter it's all about making sure that you um, get the stuff done and that you die empty and that you can actually leave stories behind and memories behind rather than going to the grave and saying you know i'm so regretful that i did this and that or i'm so regretful that i didn't try this out or that idea or you know never made amends with someone etc yeah. so i really like the way that the story kind of comes full circle i mean as much as you've got your four stages um which is a very very helpful guideline for a lot of people to think all right listen i think i'm at this growth spurt now i must be in this stage or you know i still have a lot of you know when i look in the mirror and i don't see my abs anymore that's actually from you know adolescence that actually comes from an earlier stage in life when you still were very much involved and obsessive Absolutely. on your appearance and things yeah. like that um and and you shouldn't actually carry that extra burden of needing i don't know social acceptance from people purely based on external you know appearance later on in life it doesn't matter later on in life because your priorities change your priorities go from wanting to look sexy and lean to raising children yeah. and building wealth you know which seems like a much more fulfilling and and wholehearted idea than you know the latter so extremely extremely interesting topic i like uh, you know for me at the beginning of this it was quite a new concept something i didn't really hear i've, I've heard four stages and i've heard several different depictions of them you know mark manson's got his own version as well and all of them kind of wrap up to the same as this but um yeah, it's just really nice to have some sort of, you know, it's always good to have yeah. guidelines. It's almost like you don't want to, you can't go, if, if you take a freeway and, you know, you make it 50 meters wide, but you forget to put lines on the freeway so that everyone knows where to actually drive, it will still be a mess no matter that it's wide enough. Um, the same way life needs to have guidelines and rules and um, suggestions yeah and things that are normal and things that are abnormal so that you kind of have an idea where you're at or where you stack on that um on that list so no really really interesting sure it's it's really just wrapping your mind around a lot of the feelings that you go through 
a lot of the experience because life is confusing. Life is so complicated. I've said this before. Life is so complicated. Um, I mean, and we're constantly here trying to figure out sort of, you know, uh, what the meaning of life is. What's my purpose? Uh, what are my passions? How do I build myself up? Is wealth really something that I'm uh, that I'm striving towards? You know, all of these things come into play. All of these questions constantly, and it's so difficult that you know, you want to sort of have a guideline, but it's 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 also it becomes more complicated when you realize that you can't follow in the exact footsteps of someone else. Each person would have to find mm. their own way. And that's what makes it the most difficult of all. And actually brings me to um, another yeah. closing thought here, I think just before we go into into the tips. It's the fact that we try and follow in a lot of people's footsteps, right? So and the way I want to capture this, Leon, is you've recently now introduced me to this to this great show called Vikings. Uh, <laughs> I'm addicted. Awesome show. It really wasn't... I didn't think that I was gonna I was gonna actually enjoy it, but then I gave it a, sh- a fair shot, and I'm addicted. I'm really, really addicted. I can't wait um, to to get through the the next season and all that, right? So if you think about Vikings, right? So these guys are constantly out on this journey, right? Getting on their boats, going out to sh- going out in the ocean, discovering new land that they can raid, that they can get riches from, and all that. I'm not gonna give you guys any spoilers or anything, right? But that's sort of like a lot. Of of the principle of the storyline is written around that exact concept, right? Of going out and discovering new land. Now, what a lot of us tend to do in these stages of life as well, is we try and follow in the footsteps of others. We try and do the same things they do to accumulate the money that they accumulated during those specific steps. But what we seldom realize and more often than not, don't even realize at all, is that by stepping out of the ordinary, following your own path, having a sort of a guideline, but thinking outside the box of how to address a specific problem uh, and discovering going out to sea, not seeing the shoreline for a very, very long time, sure is risky at first. But the potential sitting at the other end of that or in the middle of the ocean, the discovery that you're about to make is just so much greater than that of what you would have discovered walking along the shoreline, uh, following in the footsteps of others, getting to other lands that have already been raided and all that, right? So for those of you that have uh, who have watched Vikings, you, know, you would understand that. But really what I mean by that is that don't follow in the footsteps of others thinking that that is going to bring you to the exact same goal of the highlights of their lives of what they accomplished and all of that find your own way discover it but mm-hmm. be mindful of the f- fact that there are these four stages as sort of a, a north star that you can look up yeah to. look that's very very true maybe as a, a just to maybe fill in a little bit on your closing comment but i mean basically the only way to be extraordinary is to not be ordinary um and you know with ordinary we mean as you just mentioned just following in others footsteps being a bit of a sheep and just following the crowd and what the crowd does unfortunately that will lead to and this is going to be a very harsh (laughs) 
um, truth, but that does lead to a life of predictability and sustainability, but it also leads to a life of mediocrity and um, just averageness. Um, hence me saying that the only way to really find an extraordinary life is to stray from Absolutely. the ordinary. Um, so get away from everything that everyone else is doing. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not saying that trends shouldn't be there. Trends are cool. You know, you can follow trends and things like that, but try and set your own trends every now and again, you know, try and make new trends, try and just, you know, challenge the status quo, try and be better than you are and better than you were yesterday, every single day. Imagine how amazing you'll be in a year's time. So yeah, the four stages of life, really, really interesting stuff. I mean, I haven't heard of this concept before. I think I've thought about it even in my own little way and I can see it. I think a lot of people see the four stages quite crystal clear, but it's very interesting to know that um, it's an actual concept and that, you know, the older people that you see that never grew up, that doesn't matter, you know, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's just a part of their earlier adolescent life that I didn't want to let go of and they enjoy it. I mean, if you look at pro skateboarders, oh, yeah. those guys will be young forever, man. They'll be young forever and who cares? So what? Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't make them less of a person. That's just a part of their life that made such a huge impact that they actually made a career out of it and made money from it. So it's not it's not a set um, criteria. It's 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 a very very helpful guideline. Absolutely. So yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this. Money, um, quite insightful information. Yeah, really, really amped to have shared this with you, Leon. And I really hope for those of you that are listening that you could derive some some meaning from this. I think just to wrap up real quick and, and just leave you guys and just point it out there, if you haven't heard it, the real life tip is step out of the ordinary, right? Step out of the ordinary into the extraordinary. And just, I think as a second one, be mindful of these four stages because as I mentioned, life can be complicated and it can get quite confusing at times, but understand that some people are you know, still holding on to a lot of things from the previous stage of their lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. It just, it's, it's, it's good to know. It's good to understand uh, that people, you have a specific personality trait because of what happened in their past. I always say, always mm. be kind because you don't know the story of the other person, right? So those are the two tips that I wanna leave you here with today. Leon, any final, final closing tip uh, something that stood out to you that you want to leave with the audience here today before we wrap up? No, I think you pretty much nailed it on the head there. I mean, I can't really top that. I was also just going to reiterate the concept of, you know, don't stick to the ordinary, try and be extraordinary. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it from my side. I really enjoyed this moment. Absolutely, guys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again so much for listening to another episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. If you found this insightful, if you found this valuable in your life, or if it sparked something and you remember a story that you want to share with us, please reach out to us, right? You can reach us out on our Facebook page, Real Life Tips Podcast, or you can find us on our website, rltstudios.com, where you'll have access to some of the blog posts that we've posted in the past, as well as some additional valuable content out there. And you can access all of our episodes from there and download them and comment on them. So please share your feedback, share your ideas. If you have anything interesting to share on this topic, please reach out to us. And that is it for this week. 
I am your host, Mono. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks. This is Leon signing out. Go visit rltstudios.com for more information. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Until next week, guys. Cheers. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining this episode. We really hope that it inspires and motivates you. By the way, we're giving away a free 5-step personal budget template that will help you take control of your financial goals. So just head over to rltstudios.com, sign up for our newsletter and we will get that right over to you. So head over to rltstudios.com and we will see you in the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.